Hello everyone, I'm Tori. And I'm Kariana. And welcome to God in All Things. And today we are going to be discussing gospel principles we can learn from the movie Hulk. The Incredible um, Hulk. The Incredible even. Hulk, even. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't been with us, we have started a little Marvel journey with Iron Man. We did uh, about a month or two ago at this point. Um, and we originally weren't sure if we were going to do Hulk since it's kind of separate, feels a little separate from some of the others, especially because the actor for Bruce Banner is not the same, but, um, we took a poll on Instagram and it sounds like the people want Incredible people Hulk. spoke. So. That was my vote, so yes. thank you. <laughs> I was in pretty indifferent, so... Yeah. So we probably would have done it anyway, you know, but thanks for your Most input. likely. But yes, it's good to know that people actually wanted it. And yeah, so specifically our gospel principle we'll be talking about is walk by faith. But let's start with a summary of the film and then we'll move into personal experiences. All right. So yeah, most of us probably know the basics of the Hulk story. Bruce Banner um, was a scientist whose experiment has gone wrong. Um, turning him into a giant mindless green monster known as the Hulk. He lives in exile as a fugitive from a U.S. general who wants to weaponize the experiment that they were working on together, um, and he's seeking a cure, but he can't find a permanent one. Finally, he has to return home to retrieve some old data where he meets up with his ex-girlfriend. She becomes convinced that there is, in fact, a mind inside the monster and puts herself in Hulk's path in a reckless effort to reach the real Bruce. Oh, so sweet. I love that. Um, So also, for those of you watching on YouTube, we don't actually address the fact that we're in a different place. So we have officially gotten our own apartment together. Oh my gosh. I was also going to say, even before we started this, I was like, Kariana, we live together. Woo! (laughs) It's It's a podcast party. Every day yes. now, guys. All the time. We have books everywhere. The book chats. <laughs> I mean, Kariana is busy out of my mind, but not out of her busy mind. Out, out of my mind. mind. So we haven't seen each other very much. That's why I had to be like, Kariana, we, we live together. together. I know. I feel like I've tried to think about it on my own sometimes. <laughs> like when I was laying on the couch today, I was like, hold up. This is our place. <laughs> But there's been a few and far moments yes. in between because I've been home um, to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It. But, you know, the dreams are will keep on coming. we yes, got at least a happening. year. It's happening. <laughs> at least a year of this. <laughs> um, so possibly longer. Anyway, so yeah, we'll get a nicer setup. <laughs> we need to get a table. Um, so right now, um, we're just doing kind of a ghetto version of our little setup, just but great. hey, it'll work. Great. We got a cute couch. Yes, awesome. we got a cute couch you get to see in the background, and we get to sit cozy on the floor, and you can't see it, but what we're sitting on top of, or have our stuff on top of, is a box from moving. Yep, so. it's a kitchen bin. Yep. <laughs> So, good times. Good it's times. okay. Anyway, yeah, felt like I had to address that before we went, got farther. We should have said at the beginning. Life update. You know. There you go. There we are. So anyway, personal experiences with the yes. Incredible Hulk. I don't really have much to say, to be totally honest. I've seen it once before this. And I remember a few moments. Like, there's, like, clear pictures in my head from certain things. But... 
I really didn't remember the plot at all. And um, yeah, I've just never revisited it. So this was my first time watching it, I think, actually, at least the first time in a while. Like since it came out. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was a good experience, though. It's definitely a good movie. I just think, and I've told Kariana this, I just feel like it's a little bit forgettable. Like the characters don't stand out quite as well as a lot of the others. Um, and I think Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner does a really good job. So I just am attached to him, too. Mm. I always loved this movie. <laughs> I remember very distinctly Iron Man coming out. And I remember very distinctly Hulk coming out. Those are very, both very distinct memories mm. for me. And I always, you know, people always talked about like, you know, how Marvel's casting is like perfect. You know, they just cast the perfect yeah. actors mm-hmm. for their characters. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, you know, those... Um, Chris Hemsworth, right? Yeah. They're all just mm-hmm. so absolutely perfect for their characters. And I felt the exact same way about Edward Norton as a kid. Yeah. So I was actually mm-hmm. massively disappointed by Mark mm-hmm. Ruffalo because I was like, Fair. who is this guy? Like, Edward Norton looks like comic book Hulk, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I just loved his personality and the way he played things so much. I loved him. So it was kind of hard for me to move to Mark Ruffalo. And so that I think that's one mo- reason that the, this movie is dear to me a little bit mm-hmm. is because of that. It's kind of funny that you ne- mentioned an attachment to Mark Ruffalo because it's like yeah. the same thing keeps me attached to this movie for yeah. Edward Norton. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but yeah, so it's not like one that I've watched over and over again. I don't rewatch movies a lot anyway. Um, so I don't know how many times I've seen this one, but not frequently. Mm. So it was fun to revisit it for me as well. But it was it was just as fun as I remembered, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, see, I will say I do think Edward Norton does a good job. I just like Mark Ruffalo's personality right. behind it. I think he has a little more personality. Hmm. And I think Edward Norton could have. He just didn't really get the chance to because he's pretty much alone most of this movie. He is very... And so yeah. it's hard to really see his personality. Right. And if know? he had had a few movies, maybe mm-hmm. he could have done more with it too. Yeah. Interacting with the Avengers and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I think they both do a good job. I just, yeah. I just remember watching the first Avengers movie and being like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. <laughs> Right. So yes, like I said, our gospel principle is walking by faith. And I have a little paragraph I've put together to summarize that idea. And then we'll get more deep into the film and how that shows this. Often in life, we find ourselves in a place where we are lost and unsure where to go. These moments regularly involve a good deal of suffering. Sometimes it is the suffering that causes us to feel lost. But as Elder Carl B. Cook of the 70 stated in his, his most recent conference address, we ought not to get discouraged whatever difficulties might surround us. Instead, we should hang on, exercise faith, and keep up good courage, and we should come out on the top of the heap at last. Such is made possible by our Father in Heaven, who we should look to as our ally and our guide. As we do so, he will put into our hearts what to do and say in the moment we should do and say it. And I think we see that a lot with Bruce Banner, just as a character in general. Like, he has his principles and he adheres to them. And he sticks with what he does believe or know about himself and about the situation. And then does things, he walks, he acts in um, a way that follows through on the that knowledge and belief. So 
um, that's what we're going to be discussing throughout this film. Okay, so the movie starts with um, it kind of like, it's kind of interesting, actually. The intro like goes through and you have to be like watching to see like the flashing montage of the Hulk origin story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, but we learn that he's been turned into Hulk and he's being hunted by the government, specifically General Ross. And so he's in hiding in Brazil and um, he's searching and searching for a cure. We meet him and this character, Mr. Blue. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so he's just kind of like keeping his head down and working and working with the scientist who uses the alias Mr. Blue while Bruce is Mr. Green. Haha. <laughs> um, and they're, you know, and they're working together, but they can't find this cure. Nothing is like working quite right, right? Um, so like Tori mentioned, he's spending a lot of time alone and just kind of like doing his thing. And um, one thing that that I thought was interesting, the first thing that kind of like stood out to me at the beginning of this movie was that a lot of times people kind of in this like suffering stage want to be really loud about their problems and like shut like make them apparent to everybody else you know and kind of like shove them on everybody else in a way you know what i mean where it's like like i have this question i have this problem i have this doubt and so i want everybody to question and doubt it with me and i really love that bruce just kind of like is working through it. One of my favorite quotes by Elder Uchtdorf is doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith, mm-hmm. right? And that's what this kind of reminds me of is where um, he's trying to do what he thinks is right and solve the problem, even though he don't doesn't know how long it's going to be or how it's going to turn out um, while leaving as many people out of it as possible. And some of the <clears throat> things that I saw with that are like, you have this incident uh, at the, he works at this, bottle packaging plant or something and he gets a cut and his blood spills into the bottles and he freaks out and like stops the whole operation to go down and find his blood droplet and wipe it up so that nobody else will be affected by his sickness by his um I don't really Gamma want to call radiation it a sickness. yeah by his radiation problems. yeah and then He also works so hard to learn to control his anger, which is like a really, you know, a really powerful Mm -hmm. act, um, action that he does to kind of like, you know, keep himself out of other people's way instead of like being like, okay, here's my problem world. Like I want everybody else to help figure it out for me. And then, yeah, just kind of warns people away from him and tries to stick to himself. And so just kind of an interesting, um, an interesting way of looking at this idea of like him trying to act without causing problems for other people. I don't know if that makes sense. No, yeah, it does. Like building off of that, I did love that, you know, he doesn't know what to do about the situation. He wants to heal it, but he doesn't know if it's possible and he's trying to problem solve it. But he also like his main priority is to protect other people. So everything he's doing, like he wants to help himself, obviously, like he wants his life back and he wants to be able to be healed. He doesn't want to have to deal with this. Like that's a terrible thing to have to deal with, not Mm -hmm. just to 
have that experience, but also knowing you're hurting people, but it's for other people's sake. Like, he's even running from the government because he knows the government's going to use him. Like, it's not like the government's trying to kill him. Right. The the government's going to weaponize him, and he doesn't want that. He doesn't want what he has become to be used in a way that will purposely hurt other people, even if they are an enemy. And you see this prioritization a lot when in that same bottling factory, there's this woman who kind of notices him and he's just helping repair stuff and whatnot. And she's getting hit on by this creepy guy. And Bruce originally just is going to walk past because he doesn't want to get too excited and turn but he ends up coming back because he's like I can't just leave her in that situation and so he's willing to even put himself in a precarious situation in order to help get her out like he's like and he's done things to prepare himself so that he can face those kinds of things without exploding and the fact that he does it so well and we never even see that woman again but I just like really love that moment where he's like, hey, you want to have lunch with me? Like, it's just a very gentlemanly thing to do, first of all. And yeah. just, it showcases that prioritizing if he cares about other people. It's not just about him. Right. Even his running away is not really about him. He's more concerned about others. And I love, too, that you pointed out that he asks if she wants to go to lunch with him. Because you have these, like, I, I think my subtitles called them gangsters. I don't know if they actually are. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these gangster characters um, who he doesn't want to actually pick a fight, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like you said, he's done things to prepare himself, like with the breathing exercises, learning to control his anger to, to be able to put himself in a situation like that and come out okay. But he's not jumping in saying like oh i'm big and tough i can take these guys because i'll just turn because he doesn't want to hurt them either like (laughs) his priority is to protect them as well and so he tries to subdue the situation in a very like calm and non-contentious way and it's Mm -hmm. awesome yeah okay so um So while he's in Brazil, the government catches up with him. (laughs) (laughs) Round one. This is a funny thing because when Tori watched the movie before me and she was like, there just aren't any details because like the whole movie, the government is just like chasing him and he gets away and then they come back. (laughs) And so I took all these notes on plot points and I was like, I'll admit, I did have to write the government catches up with him three times. But so yes, round one of the government <laughs> finding him um, in Brazil this time, and he gets away. Long story short, he runs to Mexico, but then um, as the Hulk, he does become the Hulk, and then yes, he does get runs. triggered and gets away. And uh, so what he's learned from Mister Mister Blue has told him, "I need the data." We don't like know exactly what that means, but to be able to continue experimenting and figuring this out and what that ends up leading to is him going back to the united states to his ex-girlfriend's uh university that she works at um to try to track down this data it's not there (laughs) uh and so she he has to figure something else out and so he finds 
he finds this pizza restaurant owner yeah. <laughs> named that Sam. He knows. Yes, yeah, that he's friends past. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they make it very apparent that um that that they know each other and have a good relationship. And Stan agrees to give him a place to stay while he's like trying to figure out what what he needs to do. And Stan even ultimately gives him something that he needs to like break into this university to. I, okay, I guess I mixed that up, actually, because Stan helps him break into the university yes. uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> um, to not find the data. But anyway, I just wanted to say something about Stan really mm-hmm. fast. So one of the things that I was thinking about with this idea of walk by faith is um, in religious education, uh, they teach these acquiring spiritual knowledge principles and the first one is act in faith. Um, so, I mean, basically the same thing that we're talking about. Going based on what you know and doing actions, um, even though you don't know exactly how things are going to turn out. One of the other ones connected to that is, well, the, there are two more. It's um, ha- keeping an eternal perspective and then seeking understanding from divinely appointed sources. And so to me, Stan kind of represented this like divinely appointed source, you know, going to somebody who you know you can trust going to something that you know is going to be there for you and provide correct information right for us that's our scriptures that's prayer that's um church leaders right so yeah i just really loved that he's in this really stressful situation where he's a fugitive and he knows that stan has probably heard all of these things about him and he doesn't actually know what stan is going to say or how he's going Mm -hmm. to react to him but he knows Stan and he knows that no matter what he can trust him and he goes to him and he says I promise whatever you've heard about me it's not true and Stan is like I know (laughs) yeah (laughs) and Mm -hmm. and immediately helps him he says what do you need what can I do for you it's a Kristoff moment (laughs) what do you need (laughs) what do you need um yes and so and so I just really loved kind of that representation of Stan as like somebody or something that we can go to that we know is going to provide us that stable ground that we can build our knowledge and actions upon. Yeah, I don't really have much to add beyond, I guess I would just say it's a relief to know that God always has other people to help us act in faith. Like we're not going to have to do it alone and we can trust that there's going to be angels on earth and on the other side of the veil who will help us if we are acting in faith definitely yeah yeah and just knowing who those people are in your life can be really powerful yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely okay so while he is at stan's betty betty is the (laughs) ex-girlfriend she sees him Liv tyler yes Liv tyler Um, and so we kind of get the sense that, you know, through conversation and whatever, that it was kind of like a Bruce and Betty hangout spot, like Stan kind (laughs) of knew them together, right? And so Betty is there hanging out with Stan and her new beau, who's irrelevant. (laughs) Betty sees Bruce and new guy is like out. (laughs) Out of her head. There's not even, like, it's not even a second He shows up later for two seconds, but you also like see that he's a good guy. He is a good guy. We like him. Yes. We like him. Mm-hmm. He And he recognizes what he says later kind of shows like, it's kind of like he always knew. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. he, he knew that Bruce was the guy and it was yeah. like, well, Bruce is gone. So like, I'll get in here. Yeah. But like now Bruce is back. So, so there you time are. to move yeah. on. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was one of those guys. He's the um, modern family guy. And it was one of those times where like, I watched oh, it and I yeah. was like, you're in this movie, huh? Okay. <laughs> but anyway, that's it beside the point um yeah so betty sees bruce 
we have this kind of like unnecessary dramatic moment where like Bruce hides from her because then in the next scene she finds him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, but it's fine. It's it's dramatic. And so they meet up again and then they're just together. And uh, I'll admit that their relationship is kind of um, Not it's a- like the most questionable yeah. thing in this movie. Probably it's very it's a little two dimensional. But yeah, it is. it's just like, look, they're in love. Yes. That's all you need to Questionable, yeah. unconditional, absolute devotion. Yes. And, um, There's like no contention between them or anything, which I'm like, I feel like she would have something. Feels like there should be feelings yeah. there. Yeah. Something but I guess, more interesting and complex yeah. than the, what they show. But. but if she just blames the general and yeah. understands why he ran, then I guess. I don't I know. know. I don't anyway. know. It's fine. <laughs> we'll just accept it. We'll accept it. Um, yeah, they meet up. It turns out that the government came in to destroy the data that he needs, but he, she took it first, and so she gives it to him. Meanwhile, the general who we've mentioned is working with this, um, I don't know how you would classify him, like mercenary almost. Yeah, he's like official military yeah. person, but he's like, he's kind of a special ops kind of person. Yeah, and know? he's from England, so he's like brought in by the US from out from out of the country. Yeah, yeah special ops, something or other. Yeah. He's a special I would fighter say, guy. yeah, mercen- like a professional mercenary. Yeah, like a legal, he's a more profe- official mercenary kind <laughs> of Official person, mercenary, yeah. yeah, whatever he is. Um, he's, you know, he's our new top dog, right? So he's the guy that the general has brought in to take down Bruce. His name is Blonsky, and he's now had the opportunity to see Bruce transform into Hulk, and he goes, bro, I want some of that in yeah. me, right? He's like, I could do a lot with with that kind of power. And so the general starts working with Blonsky to make him a super soldier to fight Hulk. This is where we're introduced to the idea of super soldier serum. So yes. foreshadowing uh, in, for our later yes. MCU. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, which is our proof. There is proof in this movie that it is actually connected to the MCU. You just yes. forgot about it all. There's a few things. I didn't mean but... you. I meant all of us. Yeah, just general, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We all forgot. <laughs> Bruce and Betty don't think that they get to stay together for very long. Bruce is like, I got to go um, and run away now that I have this data and presumably find Mr. Blue and get out of danger from the government here. And so, but as she wants to walk him to the train station, as they're leaving, they're on the university campus. Don't ask me why. And the government catches up with them. <laughs> yeah, round two. <laughs> round two. And there's kind of this big... Pretty epic fight scene, actually, where Blonsky has the super soldier serum. So um, I would call him very Captain America-esque. He's not Hulk-esque. He's very Mm -hmm. Captain America-esque. At that point, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Not quite even on the same level as Captain America. Not quite, yeah. But he's... Close, yeah. Yeah, he's giving those... closer to that than Hulk, yeah, for sure. Those kinds of powers. Yeah, so... And there, this is like a test for the general, right? So he's like all excited, like, oh my gosh, he's like standing up to Hulk. This is working. Mm -hmm. So there's this big, really cool fight where Betty, this is where Betty decides like, I really think that there is a mind inside of Hulk. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, Like maybe I can... I don't know if she even, like, thinks that, but she's like, maybe I can, like, get to him, mm-hmm. right? And so 
Oh, that's what it is. She's being held back and Hulk is like losing part of the fight and then sees her in danger and like does something about mm-hmm. it. And she's like, wait a second. Um, and so she walks up to him and the general doesn't realize it and commands everybody to fire and then can't stop it in time. Mm-hmm. And so the Hulk and her are like together and the, you know, guns and explosions start going off and Hulk actually like goes in to protect her. Um, and then like makes a mean face at the general and walks <laughs> off because she's like passed yeah. out and unconscious from this attack. And the general's obviously really upset and just kind of like lets him go basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why they keep shooting him is so beyond It's really me. a good question. Because I'm like, you know, none of this it's stuff works. I can understand when they use nude weapons. New weapons, yeah. But when they're just shooting at him with guns, him? I'm like, just don't waste, yeah. don't waste the money. If don't waste like, taxpayer dollars on okay. shooting something you know you can't shoot. <laughs> yeah. If it's like used as a distraction, because you know you can control yeah. his attention with mm-hmm. gunshots. So like that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, just like trying to they, like, kill him. They keep trying to kill him or like, like to tranquilize up. him. And you're like, this. Right. <laughs> you're doing the same thing and it still doesn't work. Guys, definition of insanity. Move on. (laughs) Move on. (laughs) Yeah, it is funny. But yeah, okay. So this is our first sign that Hulk is more than just like a killing machine, you know? So kind of like important to to the story arc of Bruce and the Hulk. So before we get into the next kind of major plot point, we do have um, Hulk ends up taking, I keep wanting to call her Liv Tyler. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Edward Norton. <laughs> <laughs> like what do you say? Um, Betty, he takes Betty up into the mountains to this cave and it's like raining out and he's like very, I mean, he's still Hulk. He's all hulked out still. So he's like unsettled by the rain yeah, and the thunder and stuff. Tense. And very tense. And she's like, calming him down and at one point she just says it's okay it's okay it's just the rain and I think that in some ways that is very I mean it's a much more mild form of what Bruce is going through but I think Bruce is taking the situation as like this is such a terrible thing. Like he even says later, like with um, Mr. Blue when they meet him he says I don't want to control it I want to get rid of it mm-hmm. and he I love that he's so willing to prioritize protecting others and so he acts on that and he's trying to he's being proactive and walking by faith and just kind of moving forward and trying to problem solve but he's still in a position where he's like I just need to get rid of the pain I just need to get rid of the suffering Mm -hmm. and but like ultimately that that rain it's scaring him and it's making him uncomfortable and it's making it so they can't go home I mean not that they really can anyway but they can't really move anywhere um and it's keeping Hulk Hulk but at the same time like rain brings really important things you know like it's bringing water and it's watering the plants and making growth and I think that this whole situation with Hulk is he wants to get rid of it but he's not recognizing that God can use those things that seem terrible and like opportunities to just suffer rather than do anything good and can turn them into something that can do good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think, you know, God doesn't necessarily cause bad things to happen. He allows them for our good. And then he can also take those things if we're willing to work with him and make them into something amazing, make them into something that is needed and important. And I mean, Hulk, you know, you could argue like 
he is surrounded by a bunch of other superheroes later on in the movies. Like, do we really need him? But there reaches a point where he is the only one who can do certain things later on. Um, in the Avengers films especially. And so there's a reason why he is the way he is and there are things he can do besides just get rid of it that are maybe more important than getting rid of it and can do more good than just getting rid of it would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I liked that line. That was like one of the few lines that did stand out to me was, it's okay, it's just the rain. To it. just, yeah, it's okay. We're going to get through this and we're going to let it sit and we're going to see what comes out the other side. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. After the rain stops (laughs) and Bruce is Bruce again, they go and finally find Mr. Blue who helps them find a cure. They're searching for a cure, but there's no, you know, they kind of accept that there's never a guarantee really that it's going to be permanent. It feels like everything is like, we know that this will reduce the effects, but there's a really good chance that it just like reduces this flare up, I think is what he calls mm-hmm. it. And it doesn't like cure you, right? Like they really don't know how to just cure him permanently. I think that they're kind of on stepping stones working towards that. Anyway, so one of the things that stood out to me about this scene was, uh, and he does it later on too, Bruce is very willing to do anything to get rid of Hulk. Like, you you know, kind of what you... Now I'm questioning if this is even a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you just said. Um, but he... But I think you can still look at it in terms of, like, if we have a, a struggle or a problem with the gospel or with ourselves, right? It is legitimate to want to say, like, okay, I'm going to commit myself to, like, finding an answer or fixing this mm-hmm. problem or improving myself, right? Yeah. Um, and I And he's so amazing when it comes to that so they're talking it's a key sorry just to build off i just think i think it's a key first step is being willing to just do something Mm -hmm. like and if even if it's in slightly the wrong direction maybe than what god in um intends if it's in a good direction like he can work with it still like he can redirect you as you are more ready for it so i still think it's a sign of a really strong quality in him that he's willing to do something um, because it means that he's open yeah. to he's acting. Moving forward. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're open to the spirit, if you're being led by the spirit and like talking to God and doing those, you know, those easy things that mm-hmm. we're supposed to, then God isn't going to let you go too far in the wrong direction. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you take a step and if it's good and he can work with it, he'll say like, awesome, you know, like Mm -hmm. keep going. And you might not feel that, but you just keep going and you walk in faith and it works. Or if you are going the wrong direction, like you'll know, Mm -hmm. like he'll let you know, it'll feel wrong. You won't feel peace. And so, which I think is kind of eventually what he feels. Yeah. And I think it actually connects to Joseph Smith in a way. Mm -hmm. Like if you think about when he had the first vision He asks God, you know, like, what church is true, basically. And God's response is, like, right now, none of them. And that was, like, 
all Joseph Smith knew was like, I'm not going to join any of them. Yeah. So like his thought was like, just don't join any of them. Yeah. Just kind of keep going. And we don't dwell and, on that a lot, yeah, but he had to just kind of sit with that. Yeah. For years, like <laughs> yeah. a few years that he was just like, okay, cool. I guess I'm just not going to join a church. Right. And then he just is living his life and his parents are going to other churches and he's just not joining them. And he's experiencing bad things but like he's like okay i'm going in this direction and god's like that's almost the right direction right you know like you're on the right track basically but like we're gonna go a little bit different and have you actually help me bring back truth on the earth once you're ready for it and once joseph kind of proves himself that he's willing to just like sit in that uncomfortable place Mm -hmm. with what god has directed him to do and i think with hulk i think for him it's like I'm going to try to heal myself. I'm going to try to fix this because I don't want to hurt other people. Yeah. I don't want this to be used as a weapon to hurt people. And so that's why I'm doing this. And God's like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's not exactly right. <laughs> but like, you're in the right track. Right. You recognize. You have good intentions. You have good priorities. <laughs> and like, you're willing to do something. Yeah. And I'll use that to teach you. And then in the future, we'll take you even further to an even better place than yeah. where you think you're going. I love it. I love it. That's so good. Not to compare Joseph Smith to Bruce Banner or Bruce Banner to Joseph Smith, I hey guess man. is a better way to say Joseph it. Joseph Smith, but, you know, is a Hulk of go. his. Yes, a spiritual time. Hulk. He's a spiritual Hulk, and that's for real. <laughs> I love. I love I me love some it. Joseph Smith. Okay. Yes. Love it. Thank you. Anyway. What were we on? Okay. Yes, that's what I was talking about. So, as Mister Blue, what's his name? Stearns. I don't I think remember it at all. That sounds Something right, Stearns. though. Okay. I'll just stick with Mr. Blue. That's funner. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Blue is describing this, this quote-unquote cure. And, you know, he's talking about all of the dangers. And I think it's Betty who's finally like, so he could die. Right? Yeah. She, she mm-hmm. just, like, comes out and says yeah. it. Like, so he could die. And Bruce really doesn't even hesitate. Mm-hmm. And, that, <laughs> and that's kind of the direction that I was going with his, like, willingness to do anything like towards solving this problem and fixing what he thinks needs to be fixed he's just kind of like yeah well i mean what else am i gonna do stay hulk and hurt people you know he's like i gotta try and Mm -hmm. that's just it that that's that and so and so yeah i think that that's just really awesome like how willing he is to just accept whatever the the necessary um risks and consequences are of seeking out um, that knowledge that he needs. Okay, the government catches up. <laughs> round three. Round three. <laughs> La- final round. <laughs> oh no. The experiment is successful um, as far as like temporarily bringing him back from the Hulk form, which I think is the first time he's been forcefully brought back from yeah. Hulk form. Mm-hmm. So this is like, you know, an exciting breakthrough. Um, and they're kind of hanging out in the office and arguing about something. Do you remember what they're arguing about? He had replicated, Stearns or That's Mr. Right. Blue had replicated Banner's blood yeah. and was doing tests with it. And Bruce was like, no, they want to use this as a weapon. You yeah. can't. Because he's thinking like, well, Mr. Blue's like, I'm going to create cures and it yeah. will be amazing. And he's like. No, that's, that's not, not what happen. the military wants you to do with this. They're going to want to use it as a weapon. And if you have all this blood of mine, then that's going to allow them to do it, yeah. basically. Yes. So they're kind of arguing about this. And Bruce gets tranked uh, through the window. And so they capture 
Bruce embarrassingly easily. And Blonsky shows up and he convinces Mr. Blue to give him some of Bruce's blood or something he's created with Bruce's blood, yeah. um, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And this Mr. Blue warns him, like, this could turn out really badly. Like, I know you already have stuff in you, and I don't know how it's going to react. And Blonsky is like, don't care, do it. And so he does, and he turns into Abomination. Yes. <laughs> Epic villain yeah. name. And, uh, yeah, so he just becomes basically this big, giant, scary, extra mean Hulk who kills everybody and can talk. Yeah. Seems it's almost like he's more in control over his faculties, but like it almost amplified his evilness. His desire for violence is what it did. It's I thought a lot about that. It's kind of like Red School. Okay. Like where, you know, in Captain America, which we'll get to, of course, but the doctor says the serum amplifies what's already there. Mm. So for Red Skull, he was already very ambitious and power hungry and prone to violence and stuff. And so when he got the serum, he became more like that. Right. Whereas Captain America was just a purely good person. And so when he got the serum, it amplified that set right. that he was became even more good and angelic and almost godlike in a lot of ways and so I think it's the same thing happening with Blonsky Mm -hmm. (laughs) Blonsky um he love he craves violence he loves that's why he's wanted to become like Hulk in the first place that's what's gotten him turned on to that in the first place was that he loves violence and he wants to be able to perpetrate that and so when he gets the serum it amplifies that where he is a little more in control of himself but it's amplifying those negative things and so he's just actually out of control yeah i think there is yeah i think there is a level of out of control just because the thing that got me where i was like okay does this make sense to me is that he just immediately turns on his comrades and starts yeah. killing all of the and soldiers. he starts just killing civilians civilians like going off yeah. and he's a military guy mm-hmm. like he's spent his career protecting civilians and yeah. and working with brothers in arms in combat yeah. you know and so i was like okay how do i feel about this and so it is interesting to see him like have a lot of control but then also like turn on everyone so fast. And so I almost think like it's him, but it's like the worst part of him that takes complete control. Yeah. So he doesn't have any filter. There's no, and I think it starts when he gets the first batch of serum where like starts kind of, you kind of see him. Yeah. You see him kind of devolving into madness a little bit. Okay. Because he starts off seeming pretty reasonable. Like he's like, you can't send... And he seems like he cares about his he men. He seems like a like, genuinely like, good guy. He's like, I... You shouldn't be sending us in there without proper yeah. preparation and all this stuff. But then he gets the first batch of serum and he's like, whoa. Like, he gets very obsessive even more. And yeah. it's like, it starts to become more about this violence, which, That's I mean, from true. the beginning, he's a great, he's an incredible soldier. Like, he calls himself a fighter. And he's fighter. like, if he's I could do this whole, my whole life, like, I would. Yeah. So he likes doing it. He yeah. likes fighting, but he does have a more honorable nature. But then that's kind of tampering that side of him. But I feel like the more serum he gets, the more he is prone to violence. Whereas I think Bruce, he probably, like, it's hard to know because we don't know him before he gets the serum. But you almost get the feeling that maybe he 
was a little bit more of an energetic person. Like, I mean, like when he winks at Betty as he's going into the thing, that doesn't feel like something he would do after, Hmm. you know? But like in that moment he does and you're like, okay, maybe he's kind of a flirty and like a little more outgoing person than he is now. Um, And so that's amplified. So that passion that he just has naturally is amplified and he has to tone that down. But he always like his main focus is the good of people. Yeah. Whereas, why do I, Blonsky, I keep forgetting. (laughs) I keep wanting to say Bronsky and I'm like, that's not it. Blonsky, um, I think his main priority is the fight and winning. Yeah. I think you're probably spot on with like the amplified characteristics because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's like the same experiment. It's the yeah. same super <laughs> soldier yeah. serum. And so, well, trying I, to be the same, but yes, yes. It's, yes. it's the preliminary. Yes. yes. It's the same concept, the mm-hmm. same experiment. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I'm sure that that's exactly what it is. It's just kind of stripping away those other qualities and making them hyper-focused on mm-hmm. A certain one that makes a lot of sense yeah. okay okay so once we have abomination the general very quickly realizes um that this is a problem He's an idiot <laughs> yes <laughs> he's like uh oh no and it doesn't take bruce very long to convince him to let hulk go fight so yeah. bruce has been captured and he's like you have to let me go take him down and the general is like yeah (laughs) we uh, don't really have another choice here do we (laughs) um and so that leads us to the next awesome like bruce sacrifice moment where the general is like okay go land here and bruce is like no keep the or the helicopter high right um and then his plan is to like jump down as bruce and land as hulk to Mm -hmm. fight and so I mean, this makes sense to me because I think his idea is that, like, jumping out of a helicopter will, like, bring his heart rate, shoot his heart yeah. rate up. And, and uh, but his girlfriend is obviously concerned. She's like, um, you might not change. You yeah. don't know what's going to happen. And then the other concern is the one argument the general has is what if you can't control it, right? Because mm-hmm. at this point, we're, we're very used to a Hulk that Bruce Banner has complete control over, but at this yes. point, that is not the case. Yeah. He doesn't mm-hmm. have that. and um, Not even a little. Not even a little. <laughs> he barely even remembers things as Hulk. Yeah. And so, and Bruce is like, I don't think I can control it, but if I can, like, direct it, you know? Mm-hmm. If I can, like, channel my energies towards fighting abomination, mm-hmm. right? And hopefully that spirit of protection will come out. Yeah. And So, yeah, he, and I just love that, he's so willing to just risk this jump, right? Mm -hmm. And this is where we see him taking this leap of faith. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Quite literally. Literal leap of faith, but towards Hulk. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting transition where instead of like doing something really drastic and potentially fatal to get rid of Hulk, he says, maybe like I can actually do some good with this and this could be like... I can use this challenge and this struggle to accomplish something that I wouldn't have been able to before it, Um, which is beautiful if you've gone through challenges and struggles that you've seen change you. So yeah, he's willing to risk his life jumping out of this helicopter and risk his life fighting abomination 
and uh, but he just he just goes for it. He all you know it's the first he sees abomination. He says you have to let me go fight him, and that's just it, you know. And it's just it's awesome. And I wrote in my notes this is by far the most dramatic act of fate. Yes. <laughs> Jumping um, out of a helicopter. Yes. And then I like to, uh, okay, I forgot about this, that it's based on what we know. Because that's a really important part of this walking in faith is that yeah. you have to have this foundation. And uh, while you don't know the answers, you have to kind of live on the things that you do know. And I don't know. It's I had an experience like this once where one of like the major faith crisis, probably the major faith crisis that I've had was, I, you know, it was kind of like throwing this shadow of doubt over pretty much everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, starting from like Brigham Young on, I was like, is any of this even like, what if none of this is even it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I was able to go back to a few things where I thought, okay, like, I know Joseph Smith is a prophet. I guess yeah. that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know that Joseph Smith is, was a prophet and that the Book of Mormon is true. So I was like, so like the foundation mm-hmm. of the church is real. Yes. <laughs> that's real. I know that. But uh, but then like, what about everything after that? Like, I don't know. This thing is like making me doubt all of these things that I thought I knew. And then I realized that I know that Come Follow Me is inspired by God. Interesting. And that was the thing. Because <laughs> oh. uh, I have such a strong testimony of Come Follow Me. And I think this was pretty much right after Come Follow Me was established, actually. Mm-hmm. I know that it was the first year. It was the New Testament year. So, but I just immediately, like, Come Follow Me came out and I just had these experiences with it where I was like, this is it. Like, mm-hmm. this is inspired by God. And so I was able to kind of grab onto that and say, I know that we have a prophet with inspiration from God today. And yeah. if that's true, then these other prophets leading up to him have to be true as well. And so I was able to kind of like hold on to that and that helped me work. I did it didn't just solve my problem, yeah. you know? Like mm-hmm. my doubts didn't just go away and I wasn't just okay, but like I had something to hold on to while I continued to pray and continued to go to institute classes and continued to listen to divinely appointed sources Mm -hmm. that eventually over the course of probably two years gave me the answers that I needed to be able to say, okay, I'm, this is okay. And like, Mm -hmm. this solves my problem. And I know that this is, this is true. Right. So anyway, (laughs) as, as that pertains to Bruce Banner, um, I love that he's basing, this is like a really, it's a really simple thing, but he knows that when his heart rate increases, he becomes the Hulk. And he knows that jumping out of a helicopter is going to increase mm-hmm. his heart rate. And so he's like, I can trust this, you know? He's able to and take that leap that to And he knows that Hulk act. is tough. He knows that Hulk can handle and it. And he knows that there's been at least signs that part of him comes through. Yeah, that he Betty. can direct yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so he's taking all of these things that he's learned through this challenge and saying okay, I'm going to have faith and do this really scary, difficult thing. I cannot imagine throwing myself yeah. out of a helicopter, to be completely like, honest with you. Asshole, like. Yeah. And, uh, and he makes it happen, and he does this incredible action. So I just, I just love that. I love yeah. that. Taking, you know, relying on what we know. I really like that. I also um, really like the idea of 
him hanging on to the good things from his past and not prioritizing the bad. Like in that moment, he learned from the past, but he wasn't like, just like too terrified to become the Hulk. You know what I'm saying? Like he could have easily been like, oh no, am I going to cause more damage? Like, is it going to be bad? But it's like, you are literally the only one who even has a chance of doing anything right now. So you just have to do it. They're like, look, we were never able to bring you down. Ever. We almost did, but not quite. Oh. And this You're guy's undefeatable. <laughs> the same. This is the same thing. Yeah. And so really it has to be you. Yeah. And so I love I um I've mentioned this talk before in another episode, the Remember Lot's Wife talk by Elder Holland that he gave at BYU. And he talks about in that a lot of his the focus of his talk, like he does talk about, you know, let people heal, let people be forgiven, let people repent. But he also brings up the idea of the problem with the story of Lot's wife. So Lot's wife, they're running away from Sodom and Gomorrah, right before it's about to be destroyed, they're told by God to leave, and so they leave after a lot of coaxing. Finally, they're on their way, but one of the only rules was don't look back, and Lot's wife looks back and is turned into a pillar of salt. And the whole idea behind that story is that it's not just that she looked back, it's that she looked back longingly. She wanted to go back. She wanted to stay there. She was being hindered moving forward because of her relationship with the past and I think in her case it's a desire to be back there I think there's also sometimes when there's a fear of being back there and so you don't moving forward you don't do certain things because you're afraid you're going to end up back where you were and you don't want to and I think he easily could have been like that but he wasn't like he took those things that he had learned in his past, those good experiences that did come through Hulk, or just things he understood even just about the mm-hmm. Hulk, and went forward and with the risk of something possibly going wrong, knowing that it was really the only thing he could do, and trusting that this time something might be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes that's something we all struggle with, is we are afraid to move forward because we see past patterns and we expect certain things to go the same way. And they don't always. Like, there's different people involved a lot of the time in different choices and uh, different, we're in a different place in life. And we just need to trust that if we're really trusting God, that if something feels right, then we should just go for it and let what happen happen. But ultimately, it will be better than anything we could have planned out. And I think for Bruce Banner, in this case, his story is he feels like he needs to get rid of this because it's just a danger, but he's slowly starting to learn, like, maybe there is something more to this. Maybe there is a different pattern that can be started if I slightly redirect my approach, but still trust myself and trust that there has to be a reason for this. Learn to accept that there could be a reason for this. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's such an important lesson, not giving into doubt and fear, Mm because that's such an easy thing to do when you don't know how it's gonna turn yeah. out <laughs> mm-hmm. yes yeah i love that so hulk wins <laughs> he defeats abomination um but most importantly he proves that he isn't a monster with with betty's help he's um he's choking abomination with a chain 
And it's one of those superhero movie moments that's kind of hard for me. Because okay. I could see the look on Betty's face and I was like, no, no, this guy needs to die. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. There's no other option. This guy needs to die, right? And then Betty yells, stop. And I'm like, oh my gosh. That Like they have to take it this like higher road, be the better person route, which like I get. But also like, what are you going to do with Abomination? He needs to be gone. Right? He, yeah. that, like he cannot be left around. We cannot contain him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, and obviously they don't address that problem because they know it. (laughs) So you just, but you have this moment where Betty yells stop and Hulk is able to, or Bruce, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. what, however we want to classify it is able to stop, drop the chain. And he just kind of, he does, he is still a little violent. He like steps on abomination and breaks some of his ribs and, uh, and then like kicks him over to the general as like a, here's your prize or whatever. And then very painfully, um, the general's men come after him and he has to go back on the run and it's pretty brutal. Then we get this nice little, uh, the second to last scene is just this very quick shot of him alone meditating and we see him like he's meditating and normally when he is at the beginning of the movie i should say when he's meditating and breathing it's to help him keep hulk in and stop it and then we end the movie with him meditating and breathing and he's letting hulk out we see his eyes turn green Mm -hmm. and it's the first sign of him being able to control when hulk appears and choose when he appears i don't really have any (laughs) any gospel thoughts Um, on that so if you have anything for the end i mean i think that just continues the idea that we've been talking about of he's learning to control it he's learning Mm. to approach it in a different way where he's not trying to cure it anymore he's trying to learn what it can do and that leads very well into avengers where we're able to see how far he's come since then in a lot of ways he still has struggles in that one obviously but um, we see that he's definitely grown a lot, even though it's a different actor and it feels like a different <laughs> character, but it's supposed to be the same yeah. character and you at least can see some transition there. Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess the last scene is where Tony comes in and is like, we're putting together a team, basically, and that's another hint at Avengers, which, I mean, it's an interesting choice that they had it be Tony. I mean, I get at the time yeah. they didn't have the second one out. Right. So it makes sense that he, like, at that point, they didn't realize that they were going to have Tony not really be. Right. Tony, you know, so it's a little bit of a ends up not working. issue. But, I mean, if we do think back to Tony, Black Widow said she wouldn't want to work with Tony Stark because he's got these issues. Whereas I think it's very interesting that if we're just going based off of that, if they're like giving these people ratings basically on like, are they going to be a good fit? And I think it's interesting that they were even willing to consider Hulk for that. If Mm -hmm. that's their criteria is a trustworthy person. I'm like, I think that it shows that Bruce Banner is a really good person and that the Hulk is this thing that they need to be wary of, but like it's more of his superpower now instead of a an enemy, right? Which, this monster yeah, inside is a transition to how people see him. But I also think it's just very telling about his personality and who he mm-hmm. is as a person that they would be willing to trust him to be in the Avengers, yeah. Even when Tony, they didn't because of his 
personality. Right. So anyway, I Even think that's she just... had perfect control over his yes. powers and was uh-huh. able to defeat amazing villains mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. There's just other things that are more of a concern to them yeah. in such a situation. So a scripture that does that did just pop into mind is just um ether, which we love, which I guess we probably should have brought in sooner, but <laughs> yeah, um, right. that that God will make weak things strong unto mm-hmm. us, right? With his with his help, he'll make our weaknesses our strength. And I love that you've brought up like that these challenges and these struggles and connected to his character growth have allowed him to do amazing things with the Avengers and solve uh, crazy problems and save the world. Yes. Save the universe. Save the universe. (laughs) Yeah. And so we see, you know, we see that God's ability to take something that it is a weakness. Mm -hmm. I mean, like Bruce hurts people. Yeah, he does. He's scary. The general says that he's part of like he's killed people (laughs) which i don't really doubt Mm -hmm. i think we probably see him kill people in this movie where he like throws Mm -hmm. cars around and attacks things and so i mean he is dangerous and he is problematic and it is an enemy it is a monster inside of him but god because he's so he's willing to walk by faith and he's willing to seek answers and he's willing to keep trying and to do whatever it takes um, and then live good. in this struggle yeah. and have good intentions. Yeah, he is able, God is able to bring, to take this weakness and make it a massive strength mm-hmm. to him and everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. What a good discussion. I'm so glad it was so good. Because like I said, I was like, I really don't know about this one. But I had. Faith. Um, yes. I mean, it's definitely about half as long as our other discussions. So there true. is that. But it's still a very interesting movie. Yeah, I um, love it. And then I did want to end with one more scripture that I think is just very good and just wraps everything up nicely. It's Doctrine and Covenants 11 verses 12 through 13. It says, and now verily, verily, I say unto thee, put your trust in that spirit which leadeth to do good. Yea, to do justly, to walk humbly, to judge righteously. And this is my spirit. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I will impart unto you of my spirit, which shall enlighten your mind, which shall fill your soul with joy. And that's really the truth. If we're seeking to follow his spirit and do what we feel is right based on what we know, we will have our minds enlightened and we will be able to find that joy. And no matter what the circumstances are, we'll be able to find that. It's never going to be perfect because this life is just an imperfect place to be and that's just the way it is. But it can be very good and we can have a lot of really good moments if we are prioritizing following that spirit. All right, well, thank you everybody for watching slash listening. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a like or a five-star review if you're listening to the podcast. Also follow us on Instagram if you haven't already at God in All Things Podcast. We do regular posts over there that are about what upcoming episodes are going to be about and just other fun little things periodically and it's a lot of fun also if you're interested in what i'm reading casually you can go to my channel on youtube good strong words and see what i'm doing there it's a lot of fun and kariana shows up sometimes especially when we do shakespeare festivals so, <laughs> okay yes. i was like when do i show primarily up? <laughs> shakespeare festival but anyway yeah a lot of fun and yeah again thank you so much for watching listening we hope you're having a wonderful day keep remembering to see god in all things and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.